If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So this is getting a lot of attention, and it should. I mean, it, this this deserves nationwide attention because I'm afraid it's going to be happening a lot, uh, especially during the presidential election, during the Trump rallies and speeches all across the country. For the umpteenth time, the monsters of Antifa have decided to perpetrate violence against people with whom they disagree. They feel justified that uh, they can hurt the young, the old, the male, the female alike just because they have different political uh, beliefs and we'll get into their sick justification for that as everybody but everybody condemns any sort of right-wing political violence. The American media is incredibly slow to wake up from wake up to the the violence on the left. Andy No is a journalist. He is a uh, a writer for quillette.com, the quillette which I find an absolutely terrific source of independent journalism. And uh, frankly, got the hell beat out of him, uh, beat out of him the other day by these domestic terrorists. And Andy joins us now. Andy, hey, how are you doing, man? I could be better. I, I just appreciate that you're you're spending time to share my story with your listeners. Thank you. Well, yeah, we believe and have very deeply for a long time that if you permit violence, it will breed nothing but more violence. And we think it's absolutely sickening what the uh, city authorities in Portland in particular have, have not done. Uh, can you just briefly describe what was going on? Why were you doing what you're doing? And, and then what happened to you? Yeah, I, I have to set the context of the city for your listeners. And I apologize if I um, pause at various points or in speaking slowly. I have a brain injury from the attack. Um, so Portland is a progressive monoculture and here it's become a hotbed of far less militancy and because of the um, sympathetic city council and mayor to some of these causes um, you've seen basically now is what ever since 2016 and going back further a, a, a progressive emboldening 
of Antifa to escalate more and more what they're willing to do openly. So what happened to me on Saturday was I was documenting one of their public demonstrations against some right-wing groups, and they have been extremely critical of my writing as a journalist. Um, I've written very critically of their criminal activities, and I describe them very openly as a paramilitary-like movement of violent communist and anarchist ideologues, and they're agitating for revolution. And their motive operandi is, is violence. So they hate me for that, and I've been assaulted before. I've been doxxed, which is where they release your address online. Uh, I've been threatened. All of these incidents have been reported to the Portland police, and as far as I know, no action has been taken. So on this day, I was nervous, to be honest, but the protest was happening really within steps of some of the most important institutions of law enforcement in our city. Just before I was beaten by the mob, they were chanting, no fear, no hate. And I could see the Multnomah County Justice Center, which houses not just courtrooms, but our central police precinct, as well as the sheriff's office. Okay, so the irony here is sandwiched between us, you know, these institutions that represent our rule of law, suddenly this crowd felt that they were able to brazenly attack me in the middle of the street, un- completely unprovoked on my part. They, the first hit came in the back of my head, and I'm a very passive um, man, okay? And I've never been in a fight, so I didn't, I didn't even know really what had happened. I'd never been punched before. Before I kind of just, before I could realize what had happened, then these punches and hits were coming from every direction, and I couldn't even count how many people were involved. I just saw... People dressed in black wearing masks, and they were using, um, they were wearing gloves that have this hardened material on the knuckles. So it, not only was it just like a sucker punch, it was, you know, their fists were weaponized and uh, with these things that were cutting my skin on my face. And then when I thought it was over, it wasn't. They started then pelting me with these milkshakes. And um, that, you know, some people argue that that's a nonviolent form of political dissent, but have tried taking it in your face and get blinded with it. And so I didn't even know which direction to move into to get away from the crowd because I couldn't see. And the more punches came, more kicks. And all the while, I kept thinking the police were going to come and save me at, at any point. And of course, that never happened. So when I stumbled away, I was bloody and dazed, and I had to walk myself uh, across um, about a block before I lost balance and was sitting on the ground. And um, the SWAT medics approached me and let me know that in order that 
to get help from the ambulance because the police had been called, 911 had been called, that I would have to walk back to the police precinct, which was in the direction of where I was just attacked by the mob. Andy No is on the line. He's a journalist uh, beaten uh, badly by Antifa in Portland uh, with apparently no action by the police. We're going to talk to some of the cops uh, coming up in a moment or two, but we're joined now by Harmeet K. Dillon, Andy's attorney. Uh, Harmeet, what are you hoping to do about this to change this culture of permissiveness? Well, the tools available to me as an attorney are pretty much the courts, and I intend to use those in this case, as I have in many other cases I've discussed with you before. Uh, In this case, we're looking at legal actions, certainly against the actual criminals who assaulted Andy. Some of them have been identified, but these are probably broke losers living in their parents' basements, so many of them. So we're also going to look at legal action against the city of Portland, the mayor, for any actions that we can bring there. I mean, the the avenues are very narrow and limited there. And then finally, I'm also looking at people with blue check marks on Twitter who have defamed him as not being a journalist, not injured. I've seen uh, faked his injuries, assaulted people, like absolute lies about Andy. Uh, And we're going to look at the full panoply of suing everybody we can responsible for what happened here now was this the kind of event where um uh, people had gotten permits had antifa gotten permits for this and and the police have to know whenever antifa shows up somewhere there's going to be mayhem where were where were the closest what was the closest police presence and how much was there so no permits were granted for that event they actually didn't even apply for it which is usual for them they absolutely refuse to operate within the system what about and the so proud boys or the any other groups did they uh, get permits or did they just show up ad hoc that i don't know it's okay. my i i can't confirm that i'm sorry okay no that's all right groups. i mean in the past i will say proud boys have usually applied for and received a permit as well as the other uh conservative type groups i mean i don't i don't necessarily know anything about that you know it's not your problem really it's just curious andy isn't affiliated with them he's a journalist observing the whole scene right yeah indeed and then how much police was around while 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 he was being beaten on the ground where were the police and how many were there and what did they do well i can speak to that the police uh were according to some police practices experts i've seen understaffed by a factor of you know at least 30 to 50 percent so i think there were about a hundred and hundred plus cops assigned to patrol this whole thing. There should have been close to double that amount. Um, you know, one of the interesting issues here for your listeners is that normally, as you know, in this type of situation, there are mutual aid officers from other police departments and uh, sheriff's departments, et cetera. In this case, uh, the, the neighboring counties have refused to come to Portland's aid for this event and others in the future because Portland doesn't staff these things adequately, does not let the police and other law enforcement do their jobs and make arrests and puts other law enforcement at risk because they refuse to organize these things correctly. So all of this is going to come under legal scrutiny in coming weeks and months. Well, and we look forward to staying in touch with you as it does. Unfortunately, we're pressed for time, and we have Daryl Turner, the Portland Police Association, coming up next, and uh, we'll ask him because we understand he's pretty frustrated with uh, the limitations they're dealing with. So uh, Harmeet Dillon and Andy No, 
Uh, we wish you well, Andy, in your recovery. Take care of yourself, and, and please do stay in touch. Thank you. Thank you. All right, back with uh, Daryl Turner, the Portland Police Association, next. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 